Welcome to the official Autodesk Inventor podcast. My name is Garen Gardner. I'm the technical marketing manager for Autodesk Inventor. Today is August 27th, and this is episode number 28. And this month, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the positional reps, view reps, and LOD reps. I know a couple of months ago, we actually had a podcast on some of these things. I received, I received several questions about how about nested reps, how do some of these other things work, so I'd like to go in a little bit more in depth, talk a little bit about how nesting works, some of the things that's going on that you may not be aware of with representations. So with that, I'm gonna use a sample file that comes with Inventor, it's a suspension. And there are a couple of things in here that I've modified, I'll explain that as we go through it. But let's jump in and take a look at some of the, the representation capabilities. So the first thing that we'll do, you'll notice that we have the, the actual suspension. I have a sub-assembly here that is a, a self-contained assembly with the suspension information and that's represented in this sub-assembly a couple of different times. Now realistically if we had the rest of this model this would be put in yet another assembly possibly even a couple levels deep and we may want to be able to have access at each level the information underneath it. Um, so what we'll do hopefully that makes sense if not by the end hopefully it will but we're going to take a look at some things like the view reps. Now in here I've got a couple of different view reps. I have the front suspension, which is just changing the camera view. It's not turning anything on or off. And then I also have clear. Now before, in fact, let's, uh, before I get too much into this, let's open up one of these suspensions. And you'll notice that I have a view rep called clear. And this allows me to come in, if I look at the master rep, you can see that this is just regular color of material. But I also have one called clear and all I do to do that is create a new one and then change with, with that one active, I can override this material to be something else, which is what I did. So in this case, we can see that it's a little bit transparent and we can see the plunger in there, see what that looks like through the transparent material. Now, I also have the ability to have positional reps and I, I won't go too much into this. If you have questions on how to create some of these things, you may wanna go look at a couple of episodes ago. I don't have the number on hand, but go back a couple of episodes, it's probably three or four episodes ago, and um, we should, you, sh you should be able to see the representation one. But in this case, I have a representation, a, a positional representation that shows open, closed, and flexible. So in this case, you'll notice that the flexible, we've just turned off certain constraints. The closed one is, is locked down, and it's a certain offset, and then we have open. Now I don't have this, I don't have this uh, spring adaptive, so it's not stretching and scaling as these, this goes in and out. And more than likely, that's something that you're probably not gonna show the, the detail on unless you really wanna go through and make that spring adaptive to those two faces and have unique springs in each of the occurrences. Probably give it a, a, uh, a part number and then do a roll up in your bill of material. So it is possible, but I don't know that many of you would go to that effort on something like this. Um, but I know some of you do. All right, so with this, let's take a look at the LOD rep. So we have our master rep, and we also may want to have a light rep. In this case, I'll go to the light rep, and let's, uh, let's save it where it's at. And let's go into the light rep. And what the light rep does 
is it turns that spring off in this case. And that's the only thing it does at this level, it just suppresses a spring. Although when we go up a level, we'll probably do a little bit more work for that, that uh, light LOD rep. So we can see that we have a view rep, some positional reps, and a, uh, an LOD rep. So let's save this. Let's go over to the actual assembly that we're referencing it in. Let's tell it yes, we'll save everything. So in here, we want to be able to have all that information at this level. So right now what we can do, first off, you'll notice that we have our view rep. I'm going to go into the clear view rep. And in the clear view rep, similar to what I've done with the shock, I've turned a couple of these components clear. Just overridden them with the material. But we want to also link in the clear rep of this part at this level of the, the clear rep in our view rep state. Hopefully this isn't getting too confusing. But basically, I'm just going to right click on this part, go to representations, and I can tell it to use the clear rep of this part in the active representation in my open document. Now I can also tell it to be associative, and we'll explain that in just a second. So now what we're going to see, we're using the clear rep of that particular suspension in this particular clear rep. We're also going to come over here and do the same thing over here. So I just select the component, go to representation, go to clear. I'm not going to make this one associative, so we'll leave that. So I can see they both look the same. If I go to my default view rep, you'll notice that they're regular color. All the components are regular color. If I go to my clear rep, you'll notice that a lot of that is now clear. So I could do this as many levels as I, as I wanted. If I wanted to place this the front suspension in an overall assembly, I would probably create another view rep at the top level, call it clear. There may be some components in there that I want to be clear. And then I would right click on this subassembly, change the representation of the view rep to be clear. So now everything is, is linked together. Now what the associativity does though, let's go over to that part again, or that subassembly, and let's say that we decide that we want to change this to be a different color. So instead of blue, we want to do something like glass uh, limo tint. So it's a darker color, which happens to be the same color as the wheels in, uh, in the car. So now you'll notice that this one, because it was associative, updated the view rep in the assembly. The one on the right did not. So it's a static snapshot of the view rep at that time. So depending on what you want to do, you can actually have it associative or non-associative. Typically, I like to have them associative, but there are times when it may not really be necessary to do that. All right, so now let's take a look at positional reps. You'll notice that here we have a positional rep with uh, the right a right bump or the, the right uh, tire up a little bit. Let's create a new rep. So I'm just going to come and right click on the positional reps, create new, and let's just say something like compressed with, I think, one too many S's, but that's all right. So then what I can do there, I can go about this two different ways. With the, the view rep, I right clicked and went to representation, which is off the screen, went to representation, and then I changed the, 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 uh, the positional rep to be a different state. You'll notice here that it's grayed out. And what you'll probably want to do, it's a little bit easier to actually come in here until you want the positional rep to be in 
we'll say closed. So now you'll notice that that one's in closed. And let's go to the next one as well. So I can, uh, I can make pretty quick adjustments here. Let's tell it to go close there. So now I've overridden it there. Those are both enclosed, compressed more than you'd typically want. But I can go from master to compressed, and it's just basically pulling that information from that particular component and activating it in the subassembly. Now again, if this was, if I had this subassembly in yet another assembly, so if I reference this front assembly into the overall, I would probably want to create another LOD or another positional rep call it compressed, uncompressed, whatever, and reference it to here. So basically you start at a, a lower level and work your way up. That's one, one good way to do it. You can actually, from, uh, from the top, you can oftentimes change parameters lower down, but this is a bit more robust way to do it and it's a, a lot more flexible for you. Speaking of flexible, we can also come in and create a new positional rep and we'll call this flex or flexible. And I can do much the same thing. We'll come in and say this particular one is going to be flexible and the other one is going to be flexible as well. So now I can just grab those and drag them, but notice they're not updating. The reason why is these parts are, are not flexible parts. So I've made a, an LOD rep or a, a um, all these reps are confusing. I made a positional rep that's flexible. I just gave it the name flexible. But realistically, what I need to do is right-click on the subassembly and tell it to be flexible. And it's off the screen, but if you scroll down, you'll notice that it has a flexible override. We'll see if we can get that on this one. If I come down, you'll notice flexible override. So now I can grab these, and it's just that flexible override, I believe, is just going to be at this view wrap. So now I can drag that up or down, and I can see how that's going to work. If I go to closed, you'll notice that, actually, that's open. So it's in the open or closed state. I believe that, yeah, that one's locked down so that I can't open or close it because it's just overriding the constraint. The constraint isn't actually suppressed with, uh, with that particular one. So there are a number of different things you can do with uh, view rep and positional rep and they can be nested as deep as you want. So you may have four or five levels deep, and up each level you're referencing it from one to the next. So from here, let's also, we'll go to the master with our, let's go to the master view rep, and we'll go to the master, it looks like I overwrote our, the master, there we go. Master, master, I was looking in the wrong area. So master view rep and master positional rep. Now I also can create an LOD rep and let's do something like light. We'll just name it light. So this could be maybe my lightweight LOD rep. Now I can select each of these and I can override them, override the uh, occurrence to be light. And here you'll notice, I don't know why it was grayed out before but I can change the positional representation here as well. So you can, for both uh, positional reps and LOD reps, you can do it in the browser and you can do it at the representation here. But view reps, you can only change through the representation on the right click. And I'm not really sure why that is. You can't change it in the browser, but just something to be aware of. 
that uh, if there's ever a question, you can always do it from right-clicking on the component itself and just going into the rep. But in this case, we want to change this to be the LOD rep. So I'm just going to go to representation, change it to be light. And let's also come over here and change that representation to be light. So those are both lightweight. The spring is gone. And then let's say that I want to turn, because this is a LOD rep at this level, we want to turn some of the other components off. So uh, several, well, it's been probably uh, six months ago, I, I showed some of the filtering tools or selection tools that you have in Inventor. We're going to come in and tell it that we want to select by size, and I'm going to select one of these fasteners. You'll notice that it automatically selects all the components that are that size and smaller. So we're going to tell it to look for anything that is an inch cubed or smaller and then we're just going to suppress those. I can right click and suppress it. So pretty easily we were able to go in, select all those components, suppress them. So now I have an LOD rep that's light that has all those things suppressed. And we can save this. If you make an LOD rep, you'll want to save it before you return out or go to another LOD rep. If I go to master, You'll notice we have 123 components that we load in. If I go to light, we have 95. And again, this can be as deep as you want. So, you know, I have the, the suspension. I have an LOD rep. I'm referencing that at the subassembly that the suspension is referenced to. And then let's say that I have a car assembly where I have the front suspension in, and I can have uh, an LOD rep at the top level of that car with a lot of the, the small components turned off reference the view or the LOD rep of the suspension. So again, I can, as I build these sub-assemblies, I build some of these representations into it, and then I can just reference them as deep as I want. So this is a, a really nice way to be able to have view reps, LOD reps, and positional representations and display them in here. So hopefully, if you weren't familiar with some of the, the capabilities of the nested representations, hopefully this helps you out a little bit. For those that ask questions, hopefully I was able to address those. This is yet another episode of, of the official Autodesk Inventor podcast. Feedback is always, uh, is always welcomed. We, we enjoy feedback, good or bad. If you have some things you'd like to see in the future, definitely let us know. If there are things that we've done that you don't really like, also let us know. You can see the, the uh, actual location on the screen. And with that, hopefully you enjoyed, and we'll catch you next time. Over and out. Jim, this is Ted, and we're here to talk to you about Autodesk Digital Prototyping, right? Yeah, I guess. What's up? You okay? I'm just not a big fan. What, of digital prototyping? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, I just don't see the benefits. You're kidding, right? What about not having to build all those physical prototypes? And all the time it takes to build them, test them, watch them fail? then having to go back, figure out why it failed, and then doing it all over again and again. With digital prototyping, you just do all of that digitally and validate everything while you work. Great. My favorite part, ruined. Wait a minute, you like building prototypes? No, I like breaking stuff. You have issues, don't you? It's human nature, you know? Digital prototyping from Autodesk. Build and break less physical prototypes. 
Guess it's probably a bad time to start up my scrap metal business, huh? 